comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Is this a five-minute argument or a full half hour? You have 30 minutes to move your car. Your car. You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Your cube. You are listening to a half hour wasted. Making enemies around the world. everybody and welcome to episode 516 of half hour wasted this is brad milo uh this is your friend frank hi and this is your friendly antagonist bill uh it occurred to me that last episode we missed a segment um oh we did yeah so did we not do let's let's be racist no no let's get the racist no we did not do that wow, really awesome comics in stores now that really, was the acronym really right? awesome <laughs> comics in stores today today yeah today, yeah. today. Yeah. now this is a uh, google headlines from brad's phone this just in tom holland ruined his star wars audition by laughing there you go that's good all right. Would mind a little deeper dive into that story, but well, that's uh, the whole point of this. That's the whole point of this segment, Bill. How about this throwback? <laughs> this old chestnut right here. Yeah, what are you eating, Brad? Tortilla chips. I've got my have, uh, uh, on my on my plan. I plan to make a uh, chili when we're done here, and that'll be my. Uh, uh, you know, I always make a giant pot, and that'll last me for you know four days at least. And by the fourth day, you're just like, oh, my God, why did I make so much chili? When I yeah. when I make chili, <clears throat> I don't use a spoon. I use tortilla chips. That's my utensil. Ah, smart. That makes so much sense. Yeah, we uh, we used to do uh, uh, chili nights uh, occasionally, and we would generally have a bag of uh, uh, scoops. There you go. Yeah, yeah that's smart. To, to do the same thing, Brad. Yes. So. All uh, right, this week we're going to. <clears throat> Talk about the Disney Plus television show WandaVision. And there's a, uh, the, as of this recording, we're on episode, is it seven or eight? They're, uh, they, they've released episode eight. Yeah, so we only okay. have one left. Correct. So, uh, spoiler alert, uh, we've, we've kind of, we kind of know, understand a lot of what's going on. Um, a lot of the mystery, there's still some stuff to be resolved, but that'll be in the final episode. We will not be covering that in this episode. Uh, for recap purposes, let me just do the first four uh, episodes, and then we'll kind of lead into, uh, we'll talk about everything. But we're going to talk about episodes one through eight. Uh, so, starting off with the first version, or the first episode, we enter a black and white world where Wanda and Vision live in 
live out a in a sitcom world in the guise of Dick Van Dyke. Vision's boss comes over for dinner, and after saving his life, uh, he gives Vision and Wanda his approval. The episode ends with uh, someone in uh, what I'll call the MCU reality in color footage uh, watching the show and taking notes. In the second episode, we're like in a bewitched universe. Wanda and Vision win the town's annual talent show and receive praise from Dottie, the talent show organizer. As the episode ends, Wanda appears pregnant, and a man in a beekeeper's outfit appears out of the sewers. But Wanda rewinds the show, and the beekeeper never arrives. It should be pointed Epis- out that, that that's when we transition from black and white to color as well. Yeah. Uh, and now we're in episode three. Wanda and Vision are kind of in a Brady Bunch sitcom situation. Wanda has twins and a minor character named Geraldine, whose real name is Monica Rambeau, realizes she's in a fantasy world. Wanda tosses Geraldine out of the sitcom world and into the MCU reality. Episode four, Monica Rambeau, an agent of S.W.O.R.D., returns to life after the blip. Three weeks later, Monica returns to work and is sent to help FBI agent Jimmy Wu with a missing persons case in Westview, New Jersey. They discover a static field surrounding the town, which Monica is pulled into. Dr. Darcy Lewis studies the phenomenon and discovers broadcast signals for the sitcom WandaVision. They learn that real residents have been cast in a sitcom and see Monica and they see Monica appear as Geraldine, who is thrown out in episode three. When Monica mentions Ultron, which she did in episode three, Wanda cast her out of town. That brings us up to episode four. There's more episodes to go on, but we'll cover that as we talk. I'm glad you uh, did that summary. Good. <clears throat> because um, Bill's already smiling. <laughs> I, I, I will say uh, I decided, so I came on to WandaVision late. I knew enough about what was going on with the show that I think I came on when episode six was about to appear. Wow. I started with episode four. Why? And then, well, let me tell you, because <laughs> I knew what was going on. I started with episode four and then went back to episode one and watched through it. You had already read well, the I'd Wikipedia w- summaries at that point, hadn't you? Uh, I'd watched enough YouTube recap videos that I understood what was going on. So you on. knew episode four was a different thing. Yes. And that's why you decided I, to start with that. Right. And I, and in my mind, I'm glad I did because... I kind of wish I had to. Yeah, because when you watch that episode four and you see all the things that the agents and stuff are doing outside of the hex and then you go back and you watch episodes one through three. Uh, it carries a lot more weight than watching it the right, the right way. Cause you know, all these strange things happen, uh, in the first three episodes, you know, you question it a little bit and like, Oh, that's weird. But when you realize what they were actually doing, I think knowing that information before watching those first three really helped me enjoy it a lot more. Amen, brother. I watched it straight through, but I can see how doing it that way, because that, okay, so let me finish chewing these chips. So 
at the end of episode one, I was like, okay, that's interesting. Yeah, okay, there's somebody listening. Great. I get it. And Bill puts his phone up to the cats. Did you get me? A raccoon. Did you? Did you? A raccoon? Oh, that's another cat. Is that a raccoon? No. <laughs> I think the first, I'll just summarize it. I think the first three episodes were, um, it was just, it was a novelty. They waited way too long to get to the meat of the story. One episode, cute. Two, we get it. Three, come on, that's enough. Give me the meat. That's where, that's where I was. And Brad, I'll give you that for the first two as well, because that's how I felt. Uh, it felt like a, um, uh, I got the gag and I kind of got what was going on, even though I didn't understand it. I got it. It just felt like it went on way too long. That third episode where things actually start to happen. And when Geraldine gets kicked out of universe, even though that's the end of that episode, it be, it becomes about something then. And I, and I'm like super excited since episode three and four, I like it a lot more, but those first two a little hard and I understand what they were doing. I just didn't appreciate it. Your turn, I Bill. Was, uh, well, I was, I was, I'm still, still to this moment. I'm, I'm a little bit shocked at uh, your reactions and cool. Different strokes, different folks. Right. Um, but, uh, we had a, uh, we had a fairly lively, uh, text exchange a few days ago talking about, uh, uh, doing WandaVision. And I did not realize that you guys had that reaction to it. And, uh, um, it, it kind of, I, I was, uh, I was really, really just kind of not off put by it. I mean, I wasn't mad at you guys. It's almost like you took it personal though. Well, I just, uh, uh, what was Bill? Uh, I believe Bill said he felt sorry for us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my point was that uh, that you guys just kind of absolutely med the first like three episodes, and uh, I think your point was that until episode four happened, stuff started happening in the MCU proper that you guys just kind of didn't get it, didn't want to get it, and just kind of you. you no, I no, I don't think that's I, it, Bill. Uh, well, we got it. We did not appreciate it, and just thought it went on too long. You felt, Bill, Brad. You felt that the tropes agreed. were tired, and um, yeah. uh, you just you didn't uh, you didn't like it. Um, you you didn't want to see any. You didn't want to see any more of it. And my reaction was completely opposite. I um, I liked I liked the way it began. I I, I was there. You know. I, probably like Brad, I watched the first two episodes that were dropped. You know, I watched those that Friday night uh, at some point and I've watched each episode, you know, within a few hours of them, you know, being released. So I've been keeping up with it the whole time. And I, uh, conversely to you gentlemen, I completely enjoyed the mystery and the trope. And I knew that, that each trope, you know, each episode is a half hour long essentially. So, you know, I knew that I was going to see this for like 30 minutes and it was going to be done and it would never come back to it. And I just, I really enjoyed the journey. I, I completely enjoyed the, the total, the, the total mystery of what the heck is this and what's going on and why are they here? 
and are they puppets? Is this Wanda doing it? Uh, you know, there were not so many questions. There was every question. There was not one answer given for two or three episodes. And I found it a really interesting change to the uh, to the the, the MCU uh, boilerplate. Uh, you know, the so-called Marvel method. Uh, I so go go ahead, Brett. I just wanted something, anything. Yeah, See, at the I end of episode did. one, we got one little thing. Wanda, are you there? Can you hear me or whatever? Okay. Well, did, we also, did we even get anything in episode two like that? Yes, we got we got the beekeeper. These, we, we got this weird and the radio. That's right, that's right. We got this weird black and white four by three television sitcom starring these two these two characters who we've known for you know ten years now on screen and we were wondering what was happening to them. And I didn't think that every joke was the funniest thing I'd ever heard. Uh, but it was supposed to be, it was supposed to be emulating, homaging these, these, these sitcoms, you know, pretty obviously, like you said, episode one was absolutely a Dick Van Dyke show, uh, homage. Episode two is absolutely a bewitched homage. Episode three was a little bit more nebulous. Uh, um, I don't know if it was more, uh, uh, you know, a full house or it, it definitely had an eighties vibe. It was to absolutely it. Brady Bunch. There was no question that it was Brady I, Bunch. Okay. I lean towards Brady Bunch. I guess just in Brady Bunch, uh, uh, you know, Carol, uh, was never pregnant, uh, during the show. So maybe that's where, uh, maybe that's where I'm getting thrown off. Um, I, I was basing it on the was, sets and the architecture of their house. Cause they have the stair, they have the Brady yeah. Bunch stairway and then yeah. they had the, the architect's door. If you remember, that episode of Brady Bunch where uh, Mike Brady explains that uh, how he made the front doors the way he did, that may be too okay. deep of a cut. He did a lot of mansplaining in that show, if you think back. Yeah, he did. <laughs> now, there was, there was a uh, Mike, uh, Mike's job basically was to mansplain to the kids, to Carol, to Alice, to, to anybody who would listen. Uh, and, uh, and Bill, going back to your point, um, I at least as I was watching it, I, I understand you're like, why are they in this sitcom? I don't understand. To me, from a, just from a story aspect, I'm just talking about story. I kind of understood why they were there. Like, to me, that was never a mystery as to, now, why was it a sitcom? I don't know. I wasn't curious enough to follow that. But, okay. I, but I understood pretty much from hand to ground running that Monica was creating this, that this was something. And as far as I knew, it was going on in her head. You mean Wanda, like, not Monica. Oh, Wanda. I'm sorry. Yeah. Wanda. This was all going in her head. I had really assumed that we were going to jump like four episodes in and she was going to be in a hospital with, with, you know, in her head and people were going to be monitoring. It's like, she's in a coma. We can't figure out what's going on. That's where I thought it was headed. Okay. I kind of I kind of knew this was we we were in something fantastic. But Bill, it didn't it didn't interest me. <laughs> Bill, if it if it puts you at ease a little bit. Once I got I'm happy with it now. Okay. Me too. I'm I'm on board. I just I appreciate the destination more than the journey in this case. Okay. And see I'm What's odd is that I have realized because uh, uh, this our little text uh, exchange happened before episode eight dropped, 
so we had we were up to episode seven when we had this exchange and i was trying to i was trying to rationalize you know try, trying to wrap my head around the fact that you guys were not enjoying the journey um trying to figure out how that could even be possible um uh, <laughs> let me ask you a question yeah hit me how many episodes would it have taken for you to go okay that's enough let's get to the meat <laughs> for me it was two I've got an answer. um by the end of the third episode oddly enough i was like okay i found i found the first two episodes to be uh to be unique and refreshing and totally unexpected and uh i found the the mystery box element of it i thought was pretty thrilling uh i loved the the weird uh because these episodes were sitcoms but they also had elements that you really could only describe as as elements that you would see in like a horror movie right um yeah. in the first episode where the boss comes over and the boss starts choking yeah that was uh, weird the, the boss the boss tries to put down a, a giant piece of chicken or something like that. And he starts choking on it. And he's, he's basically laying on the, he's laying on the floor of their living room, kind of dying because he can't breathe because he's, he's choking on this, this just chunk of uh, dinner. And, uh, instead of, instead of somebody, you know, reflexively jumping to his aid, uh, everybody from the wife to the vision to the, to Wanda are just sitting there at the table, watching him choke to death. And all of a sudden, um, you know, the, the Wanda, wife, Wanda gives Vision permission to save him. But yes, but leading up to that that moment for uh, a few seconds preceding and all of a sudden the wife, uh, what is she? I, oh, God, I'm trying to remember what exactly her phrase is. Stop but it. Starts, stop it. Yeah. She starts repeating this phrase over and over again. That was creepy. And it, be, it becomes very creepy and very weird and exactly the kind of thing you would see at the beginning of a horror movie and twilight zone episode. What I liked about it so much was that you had this homage to a sitcom that on a dime turns weird and dark. That's a very interesting take on it. I can appreciate that. And then as you said, Wanda, uh, she literally has to give permission slash instruct the vision to save him, which is exactly what the vision does. And all is well, and like you said, uh, the boss has been impressed by their by their presentation of dinner. Even though things went comically weird to get to that point, um, it was all just very strange and weird and kind of goofy and and uh, uh, kind of irrational. And, and uh, uh, but but they got to a, they got to that point. Uh, so in episode two, uh, the bewitched episode, uh, everything is seemingly on pace and it's it's a a, a a a friendly you know harmless homage to yet another sitcom and you're still kind of trying to figure out this mystery box is really dark i can't see inside this mystery box help help i'm in mystery box i didn't know how to get out of this mystery box um but at the end of the episode uh isn't it episode two where um is it agnes or wanda that finds the uh the little toy plane that was in color in wanda, a black- right uh, I think it was Wanda in episode two. It's right before Agnes shows up. Yep. Yep. And uh, so you start getting these little, these these weird idiosyncrasies, these irregularities, these these bits, you know, that clearly don't fit into this very meticulous, you know, well groomed world that they're in. You know, the 
the the the choking scene first episode and you know finding the you know this this model you know it's basically this this wooden airplane is bright red and bright yellow in a black and white world and it's just what the heck is what is all that about and then uh at the end of the episode uh the the creepiest moment so far you know they're the kind of the 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 epilogue of the episode they're out there in the front yard and all of a sudden you know from down this dark street that again looks like it could be straight out of a horror movie uh here comes the the manhole cover off the street and out of the manhole comes a freaking beekeeper and there's bees swarming around the beekeeper and he doesn't say a word you don't see the beekeeper you see the costume clearly there's something inside the costume but you have no idea who it is and all of a sudden wanda has this amazing reaction she's like nope nope you know it's it's like her going up into the attic in the geico commercial and seeing all the mannequins and going nope no thank you and then (laughs) walking back down this is what wanda does but she literally hits the rewind button and all of a sudden like you said frank the character is gone and never to return and the the way that 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 scene played out again horror movie and to juxtapose that against what had been a really benign harmless homaging of a sitcom is just a really weird flavor to throw in and i just i found it really kind of thrilling um, I, uh, Bill, I think I, I agree with that. Okay. I think those episodes, what were they? 30 minutes long. Ish, I think ish. they could have been, I think they could have been 20 minutes and it would yeah. have been more effective in my, in my mind okay. <laughs> because there were parts of those first two episodes that just dragged for me. And I was really trying to appreciate what they were doing. It just went too long before we got to those interesting parts. And so it's again just the, the the fact that that your reaction was so different from mine is just really interesting to me because I I'm I am not saying that the episode should have been one second longer than it was. No, I, I did not need hours more of that, but I really enjoyed what they gave us. And uh, by the end of the third episode, I'm starting to think, okay, you know, I hope that this isn't gonna be nine episodes each homaging a different sitcom at a different point in time. Uh, this is going to start getting old. Uh, by this point, uh, three, four episodes in, uh, we had heard uh, we had heard some of the actors. Uh, I think Paul Bettany specifically say that this show may start out like this, but it's going to end as basically a, 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 an MCU movie. So by now, we know that kind of the 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 tone of the direction of the show that it's it's going to stop being this at some point. And start being something completely different. And I'm like, man, I'm in. Count me in. Um, I want to see this 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 journey evolve and and go, you know, from apples to oranges to watermelons to pears to you know kiwi fruit or something. You know, it's just it's not even comparable. You know, the start of the series to the middle of the series to the end of the series. You know, it's just you know, I just I think it's a, a really thrilling roller coaster ride to be on. And I thought it was interesting that by the end of the third episode, I thought, okay, now we're starting to play it out a little tiny bit, still enjoying it. But then you get that amazing tease at the end of the third episode where the character, you know, uh, where Geraldine is thrown out of what we now realize is some kind of simulation. Um, We now realize that it's almost certainly not Wanda, you know, in a coma 
Um, and, and all these options were on the table, you know, through the first two, three episodes. Uh, you know, like you, like you said, Frank, what exactly is going on here? And part of, uh, part of the disconnect between you two guys and myself was that you two were pretty darn sure convinced. You were sure enough of what was going on that you were ready to move on with it. And part of my point with the text exchange was that, is that, yes, your, your guesses are logical and it's very likely that you're right. In fact, it's probable that you're right. But my whole thing was you can't be sure that that's it. I you know? had 0% certainty about what was going on. I had absolutely no idea. And that was the problem. You have to give me, this is Brad speaking, you have yes. to feed me a little bit. And what they fed me was not enough. You got to hook me. Uh, uh, there may be. Now, they, they to tried be to hook me at the end of episode one. one. Weird scenes. Yes. They tried to hook me at the end of episode one. It wasn't enough. Thank goodness they dropped both episodes on the same day. Okay. Thank oh, I didn't goodness. realize that. Really? Yeah. It, yep. Episodes yeah. one and two came out on the same day. So it was like watching one long episode for me. Yes. Okay. Yes. And then <clears throat> I had to wait a week and then I thought, okay, we got the, the nonsense, the, the, the silliness out of the way all at once with those first two episodes. Now they're going to start feeding us some good stuff. Well, they didn't until the last minute of the episode. And by then, <laughs> 25 minutes had gone by and I'm like, oh, come on, just, I'm almost done. I'm almost done with this show. Wow. What episode are you I, referring to, Brad? That, that, uh, episode three. The, yeah. Episode three. At the very end of episode three, when, was that when Geraldine goes, yep. You're not in Ultron killed vision. And she's like, uh, yes. you can leave. You're out of here. They, I, in my mind, they needed a few more weird scenes like that throughout the first, too. Uh, I think that would have kept my my attention a little bit more. I would uh, Kate, they, But they did it so well and so subtly, or maybe not subtly, but but they didn't bombard you with anything other than the fact that wow, isn't this a weird world they're in? But those tiny little touches of things are not what they seem were so out of place and happened so fast that you're just your head was spinning and you're just you're you're just at the end of episodes one and two, I'm just like, holy, what the, the heck is going on here? You know, again, like you, I, I think it was likely that, uh, that this was somehow something Wanda was creating. Um, but I wasn't ready to just dive in and absolutely be convinced. Uh, I wanted, uh, you know, I wanted them to complete their journey and uh, figure it out. Um, so let, let's. Let's talk a little bit about about some of the the characters now. Let's move on to characters because. As the show has progressed, we we've we've discovered that that Agnes, uh, as her theme song told us, was it was Agnes all along. But before we hit her, I want to ask you about two characters, which I think are important, but we they haven't had any forward movement, and that's Mister Hart, who was the boss in Episode One, and Dottie, who is in Episode Two. The reason why I bring those two up is that they both specifically gave approval to Wanda and Vision. To me, that feels like, um, like, are they gods? Are they, because they give, they 
purposely, they say they give their approval of these two characters. That felt so important to me. Did you guys pick up on it? Do you think that has anything, any weight? No, I, I didn't feel that at all. <sighs> it's in the back of my head, and it feels like it has importance. I, I, I totally got that, and uh, I agree with you, but I think we've... <clears throat> Unless they really pull a fast one, I think those characters are basically written out by this point. Um, I, I don't see, I don't see them having a, a, having any kind of real stake in the last and final episode of this whole thing. I'm, Just I'm waiting still- to hear that 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 it was actually Mephisto and Nightmare. Uh, that those are the the two characters, Dottie and Hart, something like that. But if they were to do that right now. That would come out of nowhere. Yeah, and if it was, uh, if it was in fact Agnes all along, which was the reveal of episode seven, eight. Uh, yeah, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. It was seven, um, and then yes, it was the the very end of episode seven. Yes. Agnes, uh, Agnes reveals that she is not simply uh, Agnes, the wacky next door neighbor. She has actually been some kind of a puppeteer, which is really interesting. Because they haven't explained at all how Agnes could be trapped in Westview, apparently. I don't uh, think she's trapped. No, she's did, not well, trapped. And we see, get those answers in episode eight. Epi- did you see saw, episode eight, Bill? In, in episode, yes. Uh, but in episode six, um, the, the Halloween episode, the vision sees her on the edge of town at, at Ellis Drive. And I'm still not sure what the Ellis thing has to do. Is the... You know, nothing, it doesn't seem like anything is going to be just random. So it seems like the, the name Ellis should have something to do with something. Um, but I, I don't know what the connection is yet. Um, I, it can't be a Warren Ellis uh, uh, mention. Um, but the Vision is walking around. He refuses to go trick-or-treating with Wanda and the kids. And then he says he's got to go on uh, Neighborhood Watch. Turns out Wanda finds out that he's not actually on Neighborhood Watch. Now she's like, what the hell? Well, it turns out that Vision is going around the town kind of investigating because he has now realized that something is really weird and that that this is not just a a happy, idyllic sitcom that they live in. Um, He's now gotten enough hints that, that, hell, he might not even supposed to be there. Um, Well, Bill, he goes investigating. And he finds that out on the edge of town, uh, characters are still there, but they're not animated. They're literally frozen in place. Did you you watch the whole uh, Agatha song? Yeah. Because there's that one scene where they show Agatha on the edge of town on Ellis Drive. Yeah. And they show from her point of view that she was faking it the whole time. She was never out of her mind. She okay. had gone there on purpose to, okay, to barb Vision into investigating more. Okay, okay, okay. That makes a lot of sense then. Um, yeah, I can I can buy that. Um, that would explain it. Uh, I, I watched the when episode seven dropped. We watched the episode, and then I went back and rewound and I watched the the little. It was it was me all along, little ditty that they did, which I, um, I've heard they've released as a standalone. Apparently, there's TikTok videos of uh, uh, cat, the cast of the Avengers like dancing along to the. It was I think me a lot all of, along or something. I think a lot of people have. 
I, yeah. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, but I basically I watched that uh, I watched that twice and haven't seen it. Uh, you know, in the the week and a half or so since it came out. Yeah, I had um, a very Munsters vibe themes Munsters theme song vibe yeah. when on that song. Uh, definitely, definitely like a high point for me because uh, I rewound that song uh, a couple times because it was so much fun. Yes. And that actress, uh, Catherine Hahn, uh, she's wonderful. Oh, she is so good. I love her so much. Yeah, she's great. She's fantastic. Yeah, she's um, uh, she's the wife. Um, uh, she's she's the wife in uh, Step Brothers. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't realize that. Yeah, she's Adam Scott's wife, who's unhappy <laughs> yes. in her marriage and falls in love with John C. Riley's character. Yeah, she's she also in. Uh, she also is. She's also an anchor man. She's the one that tells uh, Christina Applegate's character that Ron Burgundy would read anything written on the teleprompter. And when I say really? anything, I mean eh, ne, se, na. Yeah, that's her. <laughs> she she was also she played a political pundit or no a political advisor in um, Parks and Rec, which oh, okay. she's yeah. great in that. Oh yeah, uh, she's she wonderful. Is so good. She's awesome. I had. Uh, <laughs> Pardon me. I had not read enough Avengers or X-Men comics to even have a bell rung when I heard the name Agatha Harkness. I was unfamiliar with that character. Okay. But apparently she she has a very uh, comic-related backstory with the Scarlet Witch. She has a long and storied history. Yeah. Uh, the first time I saw, the first time I, I saw Agatha uh, referred to was in Fantastic Four. She was originally the uh, the kind of teacher slash nanny slash godmother of Franklin Richards. Okay, yeah, she first and, appeared uh, in Fantastic Four, right? There's, yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. There's the issues. It's somewhere in the 180s. It's like 187 ish. But uh, the Fantastic Four battles the Salem Seven. And uh, it turns out the leader of the Salem Seven is a character named Nicholas Scratch, who is a uh, a, a bad magician, uh, not not an ineffective magician. He's an evil magician. I that, that is her son too. And that turns out that that is her son. Yes, uh, but she uh, she I I'm trying to remember. I I mean I'm sure I, uh, there's this thing called Google. I'm sure I could look it up. Uh, I don't know what the actual first issue she appeared in was, but yeah, she's. She's been uh, a, a real character, and then they tie her into uh, the the Maximoff uh, siblings uh, not too long after that. And yeah, she's she's been all over it since uh, the since you know right around 1980. So yeah, Agatha Harkness is a, a character with a long and storied history. Uh, if, and if she a character. And my my understanding is that she's actually pretty neutral, except for that vision story where she kind of does turncoat. But for the most part, she's just kind of a weird old lady that uh, uh, that's basically trusted by most. Um, yeah, she, well, she doesn't did... have an evil side to her. But like you said, she's more. She's kind of a uh, to to go back to the last uh, podcast. I think she's kind of a lawful neutral kind of character because mm-hmm. she's not just wholeheartedly a good guy. Let's go fight the bad guys type of person. You know, she's, she's a witch and she's got her own, uh, uh, she's, she's got her own, uh, um, agenda. Did she turn anybody into a newt? I don't think so. If so, I'm pretty sure they got better. Yeah. So that's, that's helpful. Um, so yeah, I just, I think it was interesting. And, you know, at the time, um, you know, it was only speculated that, uh, that, 
Agnes was Agatha makes perfect sense. But the same speculation that Ag- Agnes was Agatha, uh, you know, there was also that speculation that, well, Mephisto or Nightmare or somebody like that is the big bad behind this whole thing. And to this point, eight episodes in, we still have no idea who the boss battle is going to be against. Well, if there is one. Okay, so we know that Scarlet Witch is going to be in the next Doctor Strange movie. Yeah, and we've been told that this is absolutely somehow bridging the gap into Doctor Strange movie. And we were also aware that Spider-Man 3 may also do some bridging into right. that. As well. So there was a, after episode eight of WandaVision aired, there was a promo, uh, uh, you know, hyping up the season finale. And there was a very quick shot of the silhouette of Doctor Strange floating in his Sanctum Sanctorum. Really? Yes, in front of the window. Where do I find this? I will send you the link. Is this a YouTube thingy? Yeah. So, if we don't see a Doctor Strange cameo in Episode 9 of WandaVision, I'm going to start flipping tables. Because when you show me that in a promo, (laughs) if you tease me like that, Tease me like that. Plus, it's already been said that she's going to be in Doctor Strange. How can they not give us... If they could pull off freaking Luke Skywalker in the season finale of Mandalorian, they can pull off a Doctor Strange cameo at the season finale of WandaVision. Yeah, they series. I am Doctor Strange. I am an American actor. I am Doctor Strange. (laughs) Do not pay too much attention to my... Accent. It's not that bad, Frank. <laughs> it's look. It's easy to send a camera to wherever Benedict Cumberbatch is. Put him on a freaking, put him against a sheet of green paper, and uh, you know, have him throw a couple of lines down. You know, all he has to do is I can TG that in. All they have, all he has to do is remain in his sanctum sanctorum. He right. opens up one of those orange circle windows where oh. she is. And he's on the other side, and she said he says something to the effect of, "Wanda, we need to talk." Or, "Wanda, it looks like you could use some help," or something like that. And that's all. That's all. Have they, they need. started shooting? Uh, Doctor Strange. Yeah. I think they have. I thought they had. Of course. So, they so if they are, then they could definitely grab that footage. Yeah, they of could course. have definitely. Re- oh, they Even absolutely. It, all they have to do is put him in front of a green screen, and 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 put that thing in behind him. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, but we've, we have absolute confirmation. You know, we, we've known this for years now, but you know, there's no doubt that this is a coordinated effort. Oh, you know, sure. there's no doubt that, you know, we, we've known this again for years that Kevin Feige is uh, so damn smart that he's got all these different, these different movie entities, you know, these different movie franchises for lack of a better word, cooperating, coordinating with each other, you know, uh, for a, a, a great central benefit. And so there's just no doubt in my mind that, uh, if they, if Dr. Strange is not in the ninth episode, it's only because they didn't want or need a minute, not because they couldn't get the actor to, right. you know, spend a couple of minutes voicing a line or two that, that there's, there's no way that's, that is an impossibility. Exactly. So, but you know, you, you had mentioned Kevin Feige and, there has been talk of bringing the uh, Fox X-Men universe over, all those characters. Right. And, you know, having Pietro in there uh, as Quicksilver. Not Pietro, Peter. Uh, or Peter. Uh, as um, 
as like confirmation. It's like, oh, look, they're going to bring the X-Men universe over. That's going to be cool. Um, I was reading this one article that stated, and this makes a lot of sense to me. It's like, why would Kevin Feige want to use something that he had no hand in and you know, it would be it would be more beneficial for him and his team to create something that is new and fresh and and that he has more of a hand in. Because if he brings that X-Men universe over, then he has to bring all that baggage over, too. And that's not, right. you know, uh, it, I could see if I were in his side and I had a chance to to create something new, I would. I would want to bring over this this old old franchise i'm gonna make it my own and i'm gonna build it myself and i'm gonna put my seeds where i want and i'm gonna make the x-men the way i want them well and and kevin feige and the mcu should do that regardless even if the x-men uh franchise uh the fox version of the x-men franchise was still vibrant and healthy and you know every cast member was perfect and everyone was at the perfect age and all that even if Kevin Feige should still do his own thing. Um, you know, we're establishing the fact that, uh, oh, hey, look at that. That's nice. Um, we've established the fact that they are creating uh, what we would call a multiverse. Boy. Well, the name of the movie is Mad- Multiverse of Madness. That's right. So we're introducing officially the concept that there can be many different realities and uh, that, you know, it's so well. E- just say, well, that version of the X-Men was another reality. Oh, uh, yeah. So it go a long ways towards explaining why uh, the the wrong version of Quicksilver was the one that was resurrected at the end of Episode 5. Which was you know, an amazing reveal. Yeah, that so was great. This, so WandaVision... WandaVision isn't dealing with multiverse. It's created... It's dealing with created worlds right right but right, there's no multiverse in wandavision yet but having peter show up instead of pietro yeah is opening the door it's it a hint it's a it's yeah. a foreshadowing that it's possible and I that may be not. explained later plus we've heard that there's rumors that toby mcguire uh andrew garfield it's confirmed that Jamie Foxx and Alfred Molina are going to be in Spider-Man No Way Home, which is the name of the new one. It's confirmed. Those are different universes. So far, Tom Holland says that he doesn't think that either Toby or Andrew are in Spider-Man 3, and if they are, he doesn't know a thing about it yet. I bet he's lying. Um, Now, now we know that Jamie Foxx and and, and, uh, Albert Molina are going to be in it, but are they going to be Electro and Doc Ock, or are they just going to be actors? What would, what would be the point of bringing them in exactly, if they weren't yeah, them? It, right. Other than throwing us a, a fastball and just trying to, you know, hey, these two actors are coming. Oh, that's kind of cool. You know, that must mean a crossover. Yeah. That would be the worst form of stunt casting if that was uh, what was going on there. Well, is, is it any I'm different from right. like having Lou Ferrigno make a cameo in a Hulk movie? You they know, didn't advertise that the beforehand. Thing? Lou Ferrigno is going to be in the next Hulk movie. That's <laughs> true. That's true. Okay. Okay. You convinced me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I do think that you know, if those two show up, 
Um, and it's very possible they could. I mean, I maybe mean, they haven't been written. And with the and success it, of the Spider-Verse animated series, yeah. you know, all, uh, not animated series, the animated movie, which is fantastic. You know, there could be, they've opened the door for those possibilities. For sure. And I don't think this is in any way a confirmation that they won't be in it. It could, it's very possible that uh, Tom Holland uh, hasn't, you know, because I don't think that they don't give these actors. It's really weird. This, this, we've always heard about the Marvel method in terms of the way Marvel has always made their comic books. And it's, it's different. It's not, it's not author creates full script, artist interpret it. It's author, author gives plot to artist who then creates a story around the plot. And then the author goes back and fills in the dialogue to kind of fill in the gaps and stuff. But it's a weird method for creating comics. And I, I honestly don't know when Marvel, if they did stop using the so-called Marvel method, but they've got this, this kind of Marvel method for movie creation too, which is very coordinated. And, uh, uh, but, but when they bring in these actors, uh, we've heard more than one story about actors who've come in. I'm trying to remember if Anthony Mackie may have been one of them. Um, I, I, I can't remember the exact name I'm thinking, uh, the exact character I'm thinking of, but uh, more than one person has entered into contract to be in the Marvel Cinematic Universe without knowing what character they're going to be playing. And so the idea that I doubt very strongly that these... So these actors are doing this on trust. They're like, I trust... I trust Kevin Feige. I trust the vision. I trust Marvel Studios. I trust the this Marvel the the MCU method, and so I'm just going to show up and I'm going to be I'm going to be 3D Man or I'm going to be the Falcon or I'm going to be you know Goliath or I'm going to be whoever you know Night Thrasher or you know whoever they decide to cast me as I'm I'm here for, and so it makes a lot of sense that these actors when making these movies are not getting you know, the entire script beforehand, you know, they may literally show up on set and it's like, okay, the movie is going to be roughly about this. Here's pages seven through 12. We're shooting those tomorrow. And then you do that. And then, you know, so they're shooting these things in chunks and in pods. Um, and so I don't think these actors have the full, the full, you know, top down vision, the top down viewpoint of what the movie is going to be about. So I think it's extremely possible that Toby and Andrew could be in Spider-Man three and Tom Holland honestly have no idea that it's going to happen because either it's something happening off panel from Tom Holland's Peter Parker, or they just haven't gotten that part of the script yet. Uh, I, I think either is very, very possible if not probable. So uh, I, I don't, I, I don't worry about that at all. Let's talk a little bit about episode eight, because in episode eight is when we get all the backstory of yep. Wanda. Now I gotta, I gotta ask you guys a question real quick. So, has your enjoyment? We've we've established that you guys didn't enjoy the first two, three episodes of Wandavision as much as I did, and you guys have started enjoying Wandavision more and more as it's gone on. And Brad, you you mentioned earlier that you're in on Wandavision now. So, did episodes like seven and eight are they like the cat's meow? Are you? blissfully happy with episodes seven and eight and and you think this is where it should have been the whole time uh would Four, you five you... six seven and eight have been great okay um, i especially love the back story episode the last one we got that was okay. so cool because it explained 
Not only did we get a little bit of Wanda's backstory, which we really have never gotten, right. but it also explained Agatha's motivation. Right. You know? Um, what about Frank? Uh, I was... I, I, episode three on really made me happy. Uh, episode eight was... While we got this info dump, uh, that's how I felt it was. It was a little info. We got a lot of information in episode eight, which is fine. But it it felt more like, um, well, just info dump. Like, like it moved the story, but just a little bit. And, and now we, we understand motivations and stuff like that. To me, it just felt a little clunky. I'm glad it's there. It's, it, it, it just, Okay. It was just the way it was handled. It was just Agatha would ask a question, huh, I wonder why. And then we would see the scene. Right. Or it's like, well, so why did, I wonder why you did it this way. Oh, well, now we see the scene. So question, answer, question, answer. Great, fun, um, but story-wise, just didn't really pique my interest. Okay, so I got the impression that basically you're, um, I got the impression from Brad that basically you've enjoyed each episode more than the last one, for the most part. Yeah, I got that impression from you as well, Frank. So it's interesting because I have actually had the opposite. Now, I'm I'm still in. I'm capital I in on WandaVision, have been from episode one. Um, But I actually think that with some exceptions, like I really enjoyed episode, was it episode five, where they kind of went into Monica's backstory and they explained the blink and people coming back from it. And they did a lot of. They, okay, they did a lot of world building. I thought that was really kind of fascinating. Um, but I thought it was really weird that they kind of went away from, you know, but WandaVision, but this is this is how we do WandaVision. We, you showed us the first three episodes, and now you're showing us something completely different. And I thought it was really fascinating, and I was interested in it. Um, but I have found uh, episodes uh, seven and eight, uh, I'm, I'm not down on them. I'm not thumbs downing them. Um, I'm giving them, I'm giving them three reverse flashes, not four. Um, but I think that the, this eighth episode, um, in a weird way, I, I almost hate to say it. I wish I could think of a better adjective, but I was almost disappointed in episode eight. Um, I had a uh, uh, buddy, Mike, uh, mentioned to me it was episode six or seven, maybe, uh, maybe it was episode seven, but he goes, I like the episode, but <laughs> it's like nothing happened in it. Yeah. And I was like, huh. That's how I felt about episode eight. It's like, I, I didn't mind finding out this backstory, but it was kind of interesting that we spent 40 minutes. It was a, a long episode by WandaVision standards. All the questions was, were answered. How can you say nothing happened in it? It was, it was pure. That's not what I'm saying. It was, I, I, I was talking exposition. to Mike. It was okay. It was pure ex- <laughs> he was talking it, about it. It just did. Yeah. It didn't move the, it didn't move the story, but we got a, it was an info dump. But you just exactly. you didn't really move the story forward a lot. It was just as I'm watching the episode, I'm still thinking, is this is anything going to happen in this episode besides just pure 100 percent exposition? And I, I I thought that my reaction to it was kind of odd because normally I don't mind info dump, I don't mind exposition at all. One of my favorite things in the world is uh, the extended version of David Lynch's Dune, the the, the one that uh, Alan Smythe gets credit for. Because they spend five, ten minutes giving you this gigantic info dump you don't get in the original theatrical release. 
but they explain all about the Butlerian Jihad and the war against the machines. And then, you know, they explain all this stuff leading up to the story actually starting in, in the, the Dune book. And, you know, I, I thrilled generally to see exposition, to see, you know, cause I'm, I'm a huge fan of, of, I guess, fictional history. When I find a world that I enjoy being in a nice fictional world, I want to know all about it. You know, like in the Star, you know, Star Wars universe, MCU, DC, whatever. Um, you know, I want to know about the backstory. I want to know about the history that led up to this. Preferably, uh, you know, like hey, the Silmarillion and the Lord of the Rings. I I'm very interested in knowing what happened thousands of years ago. You know, in the past of this particular universe. I want that, to know. That stuff. That stuff is fun and it's interesting. I just I like for it to be woven into a story to where it moves the story forward. That, yeah. That's that, that's all. And and sometimes it's done very cleverly, and uh, most of the times it's usually done in a way that's just like, hi, this is my cousin so and so, you know, right. from the town that we grew up in. Right. Uh, we up talked four weeks ago. That's really clumsy. It's not yeah. easy to do. Because when you have that much information, it just needs to be done in an entertaining way and an efficient way. Yeah. And and uh, and and this last episode did that. It did it in a very entertaining way. Right. It was just a lot. That's all. I don't hate it at all. It's just yeah, a I, lot of information in a short amount of time. I'm not dumping on the episode, but I think that there was very there there was no mystery to the episode because they spent. You know, like the first three, three, four episodes of the series were all about check this crazy mystery out and what the heck's happening. And then the eighth episode, they're not answering the mystery of the show itself, uh, not at least not literally. But you know, they're giving you all this backstory, and I found the backstory really cool. But it was just it felt like a weird time to do it and the fact that they were just like okay we're just gonna give it all to you we're just gonna we're gonna empty this pail on top of your head and you're gonna have all water on you right now as opposed to you know feeding it out and trickling you know trickling it on you um it just it seemed odd and i don't mind it but i liked it less than i liked the mystery of the original uh the the first number of uh um, episodes in the series so well, there's uh, still I, plenty so of mystery now, left. Yeah, so... And so there comes my, a point when you, you have to give answers and just not keep feeding mystery. Well, and honestly, I expected the end of the eighth episode to have set up the so-called boss battle. Um, and I thought it was really... Well, it was like I, when, when the credits rolled, I was like, what? That's it? You know, the, you're you're done with this episode. You're not gonna you're not gonna literally introduce the final conflict to be solved. Uh, we're so, Brad, have... who do you think that the big boss is? Because I thought it was I thought it was. I think I, it's I, Agatha. I, thought... I don't think there's any other big boss. I don't well, think. Well, no, I'm I'm talking about White Vision. Oh yeah. Well, you know, I mean, they explain books. that that's the big boss, right? Well, we don't know. Uh, that's the whole thing. Is well, that, yeah, there, that's who I'm assuming. Nice. Okay, so but if there is supposed to be a Mephisto or a Nightmare or somebody like that behind the scenes being a puppeteer, I guess we got the answer. We we accept their answer that that Agnes Agatha was the puppeteer. Yeah, agreed. Um, not Mephisto or Nightmare or some gigantic cosmic conceptual being. You know that that we expect to see in the Doctor Strange movie. 
but there's so many questions, which is actually great. It, it, the more I think about it, I, I'm, I'm going to be able to appreciate episode eight more because it didn't answer every question we had. Um, I think so. We have Agatha, so we know. So Agatha's point this whole time was she wanted to know how Scarlet Witch did all this. Yes, and she basically got her answer at the end. You are a Scarlet Witch. You are a you are a being that should not exist. Not a Scarlet Witch. Yeah. She said you are the, the Scarlet Witch. Scarlet Witch. So that means that uh, Agatha either wants that power yes. or she just wanted an answer, which if she just wanted an answer, that's not satisfying. So she probably wants to figure out how she can become the Scarlet Witch. So she'll probably move forward in in like battling Wanda. Okay, we get that. We also have two visions. We have the one. Do we? That, yeah, because we have the one that's in the hex that Wanda created, that yeah. we saw created, uh, that is made out of vibranium because they nope. can measure it on the outside. Uh, well, okay, say that again. I was thinking. That's that's true. Okay, then she she created vibranium. She created something out of herself, out of her magic. Which, if you if you watch that scene too, it goes from red to gold, leaving her body. Uh, it's yeah. almost like there's residue of the mind stone that was in her that has now been manifested into a version of vision that can only live inside this hex. I think that is a real version of vision that can only live within the hex. Then we have the white vision, which is on the outside. So uh, the way I'm seeing, so way I'm seeing the battle is that, is that, and you know, this is just me thinking through the story. Um, Scarlet Witch is going to fight Agatha, and White Vision is going to battle um, the Vision inside the hex. So did they That's make? Where I think the story is headed. Did they make White Vision out of all the pieces of the original Vision that? Yes. They were taking apart. They yes. did. Yeah, because Wanda, she mentioned a few episodes earlier, you know, we had the impression that she had gone in and literally removed Vision's body and taken it into Westview, and that was supposed to be Vision. And we find out, basically during this episode, that, but I thought you told us that she had taken the body. She clearly didn't. Well, it turns out or they, that... Or they synthesize a brand new one. Turns out the commander was lying, because he didn't want anybody yeah. to know he still had the Vision's body. Right, right. All right. I follow Hey, Haywood, for a while I was thinking Haywood was maybe like a manifestation of Mephisto or Nightmare or something. But he really does, as of to this point, really does feel like like a, a sword man. And he's trying to do what he think is right, is right. And that is have a weapon. Uh, <laughs> uh, have a weapon. That uh, uh, that is a version of vision that he can control, much like Tony Stark wanted to put a shield around the world and created Ultron. He's doing it again. Yeah, um, in the, uh, the the White Vision um, has a uh, has its roots in uh, Marvel comics, obviously. Uh, West Coast Avengers, uh, more specifically. Um, they have a storyline where he ends up basically sacrificing his, his personality and 
he is reformed as the so-called white vision. And the thing that I think is, is probably going to play out in the final episode is that this white, this, this recreated white vision from the comic books was a, a new version of the vision. He did not have the memories and the, 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 the psyche of the original vision. And so Wanda and the children, which the children were in place by this point in, uh, Marvel comics, uh, but um, he has no emotional connection to them whatsoever. And so this version of the vision is basically going to be that weapon that uh, director Clippard, what was his name? Director, High, what, whatever. The, would. the semi-bad guy, uh, the director of uh, S.W.O.R.D. Um, you know, he, he was absolutely laid out that he wants, you know, they were dismantling the, the body of the vision uh, to help figure out how to reverse engineer a, a weapon essentially. You know, they wanted to turn him into a weapon. And, um, uh, so this version, this white, uh, vision is probably going to have no emotional ties whatsoever. And it is possible that he could be the, the boss battle, um, which would be interesting. The, uh, uh, I, I didn't, I didn't, find this someone else pointed this out but there is an episode or there is an interview with uh paul paul bethany Bethany. yeah bethany where he uh he they're interview they're interviewing him about the final episode of wandavision and he goes we're gonna i'm gonna get to work with an actor that i've always loved my whole life he is talented and he did drop the word he is talented and uh, I think he he is one of the best actors in the world. Someone deduces that he's actually talking about himself and that he is actually uh, uh, referring to, in a very clever way, uh, talking about him fighting himself That's funny. Uh, as the white vision uh, versus the hex vision. Because of the way he oh. says it, it's like, he is someone I've always admired. <laughs> <laughs> he is a great actor. That's funny. Uh, but that's, that's someone just deducing. But I think that would be funny uh, if that's how it turns out. You had me try to figure out, how do they shoehorn Anthony Hopkins into this? Uh, but, uh, okay. That would be uh, that would be very creative and cheeky if that's the way they handle it. Very, very cheeky. Yes. I thought, oh, he's talking about Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, that's what, that's what I would have thought, too. Yes. He is a he is a cheeky little son of a gun. So I think essentially I've kind of given how I think this is gonna this is gonna end battle with vision uh, vision versus vision and Wanda versus uh, uh, Agatha. Yeah. I don't, uh, how about you guys? I don't think I we'll see any. Go ahead, Bill. I, I just I I um, it would if that's the way it ends if that's the way it ends up uh, I would I would understand it. Um, but I kind of was hoping for a little bit more of a cosmic uh, uh, touch the cosmic page, I guess, uh, before this series is over. I, I kind of would like and I don't want Mephisto, I don't want Mephisto to be behind this. Well, um, I'm sure we're going to. Are we supposed to see him in Doctor Strange? Maybe. I don't know. I'm not. Uh, I'm. I'm the guy that I'm pretty good about avoiding spoilers. So if if anybody has confirmed, you know, stuff like that about Doctor Strange too, I haven't read it. Uh, but uh, you know, may, maybe Brad, we get a. Um, um, remember, early on when we got that that shot of Thanos as an end credit scene in one of the uh, Avenger movies. 
yeah. but it didn't really sync up on, late with the later on version. Maybe right. we'll get something like that. Like there'll be a zoom out into a snowball and, uh, and Mephisto is looking into snowball and laughing, you know, may, maybe that's the, uh, uh, that's the ending scene to WandaVision. I hope it isn't. Yeah, me too. <clears throat> I plan on rewatching all of uh, the WandaVision before the last episode, but I'm going to start with um, episode four. <laughs> I'm going to watch that. Then I'm going to then I'm going to watch one, two, three, and then I'll go five, six, seven, eight. Good. Nice. I'm uh, I'm I'm down for the conflict. I uh, uh, I'm really hoping that this final episode is basically kind of movie length. Um, I would love it if this episode was an hour and fifteen minutes long or something. And I think the longest episode we've gotten up until now may have been episode eight's like forty minute runtime. So they, that would they, be highly unusual. Yeah, they have a lot of story that they need to cover. Or at least tease towards the end because uh, we got to find out what happens to these kids. I mean, do these kids die? Probably not. But do these yeah. kids die? Uh, do they become part of the MCU? Do they grow up to become these heroes um, that that they're destined to become? Did did they disappear with the uh, with the hex? I'm a, I, I assume the hex is going down too. I mean, when I say worried, take that with a grain of salt because I. You know, I think we've learned to trust uh, the creative uh, creators there at, at, in the MCU. But I, if I do have a worry going into the final episode, is that it, things are going to feel rushed because yeah. I'm again, I'm really surprised they didn't introduce you know who the big bad was, unless it is White Vision uh, and Agatha or some combination. Um, but if it's something completely separate, if there's one more twist, like oh hey, it was Nightmare the whole time. You know, or it was Kang the whole time, or you know, there's something going on like that. To wait until the last episode to even introduce it, much less resolve it. I don't know. Uh, it feels really weird, and um, I just, I just hope that uh, I don't think my fears will, will, will appear. But, uh, but I'm worried that they might. So, um, you, know. you know, I, 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 I trust the, I, I trust the Marvel team. I yeah. mean. Yeah, uh, especially the movie side, they haven't let us down. The TV side has, but uh, I'm talking specifically about Inhumans and right. uh, to a lesser extent, Agents of Shield. I know it had a tip tick back up, but uh, but you know um, the, the movies haven't haven't set us wrong. I mean, even even what is quote unquote the weakest movie, uh, Thor: Dark World, it's still a really good movie. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. MC movies are like pizza. Even bad pizza is still pretty damn good. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Um, if uh, anybody wants to go back into their, if you got your Marvel Unlimited subscription or your West Avengers Coast long boxes or whatever, um, the the White Vision, uh, his first appearance is in the West Coast Avengers issue 45. By the way, um, this is part of the Vision Quest arc. Uh, for those of you keeping score at home, so um, and that's uh, it's John Byrne uh, art, uh, by the way. For those of you who are big fans of John Byrne's art, I uh, don't know if he uh, wrote it or not. Um, that's uh, whatever. That's I never it. read any uh, of the Young Avengers comics that Marvel has put out in the last fifteen years or so, but yeah. so I did not know that Timmy is it Timmy or Tommy? Oh, Tommy, Tommy uh, and Billy. 
I didn't uh, know that they were actual Marvel I mean, superheroes but, nowadays, Speedy and Wiccan. Yeah, see, I, I didn't know that. Um, I didn't know about Speedy, but I've read enough X Men comics to see appearances by Wiccan. Um, Wiccan, yeah, is uh, uh, there are. I've read and I've also I've read every Doctor Strange comic that's ever been released too, and there are uh, certain you know fictional futures uh, in the MCU where Wiccan becomes the Sorcerer Supreme. Okay. So we'll see if that happens. But yeah, he is he is set up to be a, a, a sorcerer on on possible Sorcerer Supreme scale. All right. So well, I ordered some Young Avengers trades so I can nice. so I can catch up. I um I just uh, uh I hold on tight with a death grip to my Marvel unlimited uh, unlimited subscription and uh, I couldn't imagine being without it. I couldn't imagine being without that or DC Universe Infinite uh frankly. Um uh over the uh the, the snow week uh, I did I did some rudimentary math and I read uh if you want to go retail prices I read over $400 worth of uh DC comics. Nice. One week. Paid and for this itself. Pay, yeah, it does. You pay seventy-five bucks a year for, yeah. and I probably read, I probably read forty, fifty, sixty dollars of comics a week. You know, I'm paying what a hundred for Marvel Unlimited and seventy-five for DC, and it's just like psh, that's the best hundred and fifty, hundred and seventy-five dollars a year. I mean, I I do that in less than a month, much less you know a year. So, bring it on. Yeah, that's nice. And that, and that way you can read. Uh, it you you. You could turn a light off and you can read in bed in the dark uh, because your tab is backlit. So that's uh, that's a nice way to handle that. That's my method. In fact, I, I look at uh, I look at the all the the floppies I've got and I go, man, I should read some of these again. And then I go, yeah, but it's just so much easier to read it here on this tab, man. So <laughs> I'll go back and read West Coast Avengers issue forty five and possibly issue forty four and see what happens with it. So we'll see. I, I never did read the West Coast Avengers. I think uh, uh, it came out in, uh, I think the issue came out in 85. And that was right as I was, I stopped reading comics seriously in about 84 and picked them back up again uh, with your uh, with your uh, help, uh, Brad, in the mid-90s. And then again, O2. And I was glad to be of service. Back. Yeah, well, I was hot and heavy. I, I realized that I would spend at least twenty bucks a week at uh, the comic book shop, pretty much weekly. And it's like, dude, you're spending as much in one month on comics as you would on a year of the subscription. And so it just, yeah. I don't know, to me, it makes sense. Of course it does. And, yeah. So good time. No regrets, boys. Okay. okay yeah. Is that it? Yeah. When this yeah. episode comes out, uh, the um. Ser- season probably series finale of WandaVision will have aired. So if you're listening yep. to this, hoping to hear us talk about that last episode, be patient. It'll come in in the near yep. future. Uh, I I mean I think we can probably say it'll be the next episode after this one. We can at least touch on sure. it. Of course. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine. Yeah, we we got to decide if we want a mystery science theater or uh, the the uh, the final episode. Oh, we, we, well, we can't we, with, uh, uh, one of us has, has a conflict for that Friday. So maybe, maybe, uh, later on in the future. Well, we can do yeah, that. yeah. Well, I mean, we could do this in two, you know, we could sure. do this the week after, you know, um, it wouldn't be timely, but we could do it eventually. Sure. That'd no. Be fun. And one thing I, I was actually in about this last night, uh, what was I, I was watching one of these things and I, I like the way thinking, you put that Frank, one of us has a conflict. 
That's, that's, that's understating <laughs> that's a, it a That's how you, uh, yeah. I've actually got a conflict too. I'm I'm pretty much uh, going to be out of uh, town next weekend. So, um, well, so there's, our there's conflicts are much different, three. Bill. <laughs> You're right. My conflict is much a much different type of conflict than yours is. Yes. So uh, so there you go. Um, uh, Being yeah, but, uh, mysterious. But I've thought I thought to myself, okay, how do you do something like that without getting in trouble? And I guess the answer is, okay, everybody. Uh, uh, get the last episode of WandaVision uh, queued up and ready to go, and everybody uh, stand by to roll tape in three, two, one, roll it, and then you know, and then we can uh, we can live comment on the episode or something, and people can uh, follow along at home if they wish. Sure, it's kind of like um, uh, it's kind of like playing um, uh, Dark Side of the Moon and Wizard of Oz at yeah. the same time, only well, with a lot less drugs involved. Yes. A lot less. A hundred percent less. A lot less. Unless you call it, unless you consider beer. Yes, one hundred percent. Unless you consider beer a drug. Oh, you know what? That that's a good idea. We we should. Uh, uh, usually we record these things on Sunday morning. I think it would be kind of fun for us to have uh, some adult beverages while we're uh, while we're watching it. That would be fun. As, as many as possible. Just, <laughs> just get snockered, man. <laughs> uh, these, these days, two will put me out. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm not a heavyweight myself. So, yeah, same. Uh, I mean, wolfing. ten years ago, um, I I am was not affected the way I am currently at the age of fi- almost fifty-two. Man, that makes me. I gotta go. Oh God, of course it just started raining. I've got to go to the grocery store mm. badly. My dog needs food. Okay. Um, I may have to have a margarita though before I I split. Um, got a yeah. Uh, drink uh, first before you drive. That's safe. An yeah. easy life hack on the margarita. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, I mean, I need to get a couple in me just to relax me enough to make the uh, mile and a half drive. Frank, is it raining where you are? I see you looking outside. Yeah, no, I'm just enjoying the weather. Uh, I am enjoying the the wind. We'll get these beautiful gusts that will just kick up a whole bunch of leaves and just yeah. they'll just fly around in the back. So our the storm's coming. That's for sure. My blinds are closed. It it, it almost looks it's, like uh, the sun's out, but I don't know. It's it's raining pretty, pretty healthy freaking rain uh, up here in that Plano, boys. So uh, it's, on, it's on its way. Thank goodness. Well, with that uh, said, let's roll this puppy up. Yes. All right. You've been listening to Half Hour Wasted, proud member of the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Send your questions and comments to halfhourwasted at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at halfhourwasted. Leave us or any of the HHW LOD shows a voicemail at 469-298-9739. Or an easy way to remember that, go wax 59. Until next week, I'm Frank. I'm Brad. And I'm the White Vision. Or am I? And we'll see you next time on The Half Hour Wasted. Wasted.